welcome back. Welcome back. You're now tuned in to the Progression Podcast, man. And I'm your host, 007, Big Wars Finest. Hey, man, thank you, man. It's been a great year, great month, great day, great week, great hour. And, man, we I'm just so elated. And I'm glad, elated, glad, happy, glorious day. You turned in, you tuned in for me today and to listen to what God has given me to give you. To give you. Yeah. Like I said, we're the Progressive Podcast, man. You know, we speak liberation, education, and elevation. Let me say that again. We're the Progressive Podcast. We speak liberation, education, and elevation, man. And so today, oh, today, 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 it's so much of a sign of our time. Seeing so many this year, man, it, it, it's got to be the craziest year that I've seen in a while. But uh, a lot of stuff is happening, man, and a lot of people are on fingers. And I want to get right into it. I want to get right into it, man. This this segment is called popping my balloon. I'll blow yours. Up. Hop in my balloon, won't blow yours up. And I gotta, I gotta explain that to you. And I'm gonna get right into it because I got a scripture, man. I got a scripture because I think that we have got out the bandwagon of, 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 of what life really is about, right? So I'm gonna start with James four and eleven. James four and eleven. Get your Bibles out if you want to, but I'm gonna tell you what it says in James four eleven. James 4.11, right? Don't speak evil against each other. Dear brothers and sisters, if you criticize and judge each other, then you're criticizing and judging God's law, but your job is to obey the law. Amen. He talking to the followers right here. Now, the reason why I brought this up, because most of the people that that are talking this, they say they followers of Jesus Christ. They say, oh, I believe in God. They get up and they say, hey, man, God is the head of my life, right? So I'm telling you, the Bible speaks of this. Do not speak evil against each other. And I'm going to stop right there. Don't speak evil against each other, man. Stop it, right? So, but I'm just telling you that popping my balloon will not blow yours up. Yours, you, I done seen people get in trouble, right? They get in trouble, then they try their best to get other people in a mess, right? And it never works. I'm, I'm talking about 90% of the time, people don't even look their way. They just look your way, right? You can say, hey, man, they can find me. And then I'm going to tell that he was stealing too. And he really, we, we might get him because if it's true that he's stealing, we're going to get him. But right now, you need to take your medicine. Take your medicine. Let me start off this thing, right? Stop the blame game. Stop the blame game. Hey, man, it's nobody's fault but your own where you are. It's nobody's fault that you're here and not where you want to be, per se. Like I say, when I was in the penitentiary, right? I was in the federal penitentiary. A guy named Marshall told me this. He said, your best thinking got you to this point. What you thought were the best decisions for your life 
got you to this point. You gotta stop the blame game because the blame game because it's nobody's fault where you are, right? It's your fault. If you slap somebody, if somebody slaps you back, it was a reason why they slapped you back because you slapped them in the first place. It's your decision. It's your decision if you don't want to put gas in your car, you see it's on E. It's your decision you made while you ran out of gas on the highway. It's your decision. You stop the blame game. Stop. He did this. He did that. And don't say what you did because it's always a root of something. Stop the blame game, right? So I want to get into something else, right? When I say stop the blame game, I got to get into this because I deal with this also. I'm striving to be better at, at, at discipline, right? I think I got another one about discipline. I talk about discipline a lot because, man, in some areas, man, I have strived and I have made it. I can check those boxes off, man. I am really walking in answer prayers. God has really did some things in my life and changed some appetites of my life that I don't even have no more. And I have discipline in those areas, but I got to get better. I got to get better. So I'm going to talk about this. Selective discipline. Selective discipline. We have selective discipline about some things. Sometimes we pick the low-hanging fruit of some things like, man, we can't have too many sweets no more. We like, well, I'm not going to do no more sweets, but I'm going to do this, Right. Sometimes you have selected discipline like even in the Bible. It's something that you see in the Bible that you say, well, I could do that, but I can't do this, right? You have selected discipline. You talk crazy to some people, but to some people, you let that stuff slide because you want to be cool with that person or that person's in your family and you, you, you don't want to ruffle the feathers. Of that person. And so you let kind of stuff, you let certain stuff slide with that person, you know what I'm saying? Because, hey, they all right. I heard little Kiki on the interview the other day, and he was talking about, you know, when Tyler Perry wears dress or other people wear the dress in, in their comedy and stuff like that. And then people say, oh, well, I can't mess with them people. He said some real, real loud. He said, man, you got some people in your family that be doing that. He say, but you going to get on him and say, oh, I can't rock with him. But you let the dude, you put your arm around that dude. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't nothing wrong with putting your arm around him. These my people. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Amen. Homosexuality, that's their thing. And I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying, tell them you're going to hell. Because me telling them to go to hell, I might bust hell wide open if I don't get my relationship right with Jesus Christ. I know that it's, it's in the Bible that it's an abomination of God. I know that. But there's a whole bunch of things that I do. I done did enough in one day to send me to hell. I done done enough in one minute to send me to hell. So who am I? Who am I to say, oh, you going to hell? Hey, man, you're in the way of you doing that. We got to stop having selected discipline. We got to have discipline. Be disciplined, not have discipline, but be disciplined all the way. You know what I'm saying? All the way. So now I go into another segment of this. 
<laughs> and I do this too, but I'm working on it. And I think that we all can work on it, right? Justifying poor decisions with wayward logic. Justifying poor decisions with wayward logic, right? Well, I steal every day for Walmart. I work for Walmart and I steal from Walmart or I don't work for Walmart or I steal from them. And then my logic is, shoot, this is a billion dollar company. Walmart is not answering for your foolishness. You are. So don't give that wayward logic for your poor decisions, right? Well, he cheated on me, so I'm going to cheat on him and we're going to be cheating together. That's way with logic, man. Y'all need to get that thing right, right? It's like me ordering 30 Big Macs, and then I say, well, you know what? I'm going to get a Diet Coke. Way with logic, man. Stop justifying your poor decisions, man. Hey, man, if you messed up, you just messed up. Admit it and get it over with and then change around, man. Like, it means to turn, to, to lie, to turn, to get around. Just turn away from foolishness, right? Turn away from foolishness. So justifying your poor decisions is something that we've been doing for a long time, and we're going to stop it this year. This year, I'm going to stop all my poor decisions. Well, you know what? I know I'm going to make some poor decisions, right? But I'm going to stop trying to justify with these this stupid logic of mine, right? Because I know I do it. And I want to pray with y'all and you pray with me that we stop that. We don't justify our poor decisions, no right? Now, this is one thing I want to get to. Stop condoning or supporting foolishness just to fit in. Stop condoning or supporting foolishness just to fit in. Now, I got to half in this because some people, or all of us, we do condone certain stuff from people that do things because we cool with them. Like, you know, I'd rather risk a relationship with you if it'll save your life. Stop condoning foolishness right? Or supporting foolishness to fit in. Then I want to want half in that. Stop condoning or supporting foolishness to have financial gain. That's my dog, 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 I'm tripping. Stop condoning or supporting foolishness to have financial gain because you don't have to save your soul for that stupid stuff. And look, I, I, I got something I really want to say. I want to say this. No matter how much money or things someone wants to give you, no matter how much it is, don't be disrespected, man. Don't be, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Because if you work for somebody, I don't care. We ain't taking disrespect. You might not respect me, but you won't disrespect me. That's when it, that's when it's, it's over. I know how to separate myself from foolishness. And if I call it foolishness, when I say foolishness, I know that's an old word, but stupidity and foolishness, I separate myself from that. I give them plenty of space. I give people plenty of space. And guess what? You show me who you are. Once you show me really who you are, it really only takes me like one time to really figure you out. 
I used to tell my homeboy gifted this right all the time. I used to say, hey, man, how a thing starts and how a thing starts off is how it's going to be. Now, it might not end that way, but how a thing starts off is how it's going to be. In certain situations, I saw was shaky in the beginning. And then later on, I knew. I say, see, I knew it was shaky in the beginning. See, a, a house built on a crooked foundation will always lean. If it starts off stupid, nine times out of ten, it's going to be stupid. If, you know, we try to we try to fix a plane in the air. And it's hard to fix a plane in the air. But we try our best to. But, you know, hey, man, I know it's been done before. I know people can change and things change, situations change, and it seems rocky, but it always comes out. Some, like Mandela said, he said it seems hard until it's done. You know, when it gets done, I've never seen a man, like, accomplish something big and then look back on it and regret the work that he put in to get it, right? So we got to stop condoning or supporting foolishness to fit in or to have financial gain because, hey, man, it's not going to be right. It's a slippery slope. They're going to want you to keep doing it. And then when you get to, to one point and you know it's so foolishness that you can't have no part of it, the person going to be like, but you've been down with me. You've been down with this. You're like, nah, nah, but not this. Now, what's the difference in this than that, right? Stop it, man. Look, I'm going to just tell you this. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back because I want to say something about this stopping the blame game. I saw somebody, and I'm going to say her name, Monique. She was uh, doing that uh, podcast with uh, Shannon Sharp, you know, Club Shay Shay. And she was talking about Kevin Hart. There's some things she said. She said, Kevin Hart wrote me a check, gave me some money when my family really needed Stop right there. Kevin Hart wrote me a check when my family really needed. But we paid him back uh, with interest. We put a little interest on it. Okay, cool. But then he did, he he told me he was going to do something and didn't do it. And so she made it look like that was going to tear him down. Like, let me pop his balloon so it'll blow mine up. That's what all these dudes is doing. Cat Williams on there, they popping somebody else's balloons to blow theirs up and it won't blow theirs up. Just the, the, the people that feed on foolishness is going to buy them tickets and go see it. Because it gets to be foolishness once you're thinking you're blaming somebody for something that you're supposed to do anyway. You're supposed to take care of your family. You're supposed it's, it's on you, man. Stop that blame game, right? So my last thoughts, my last thoughts on this, right? My last thoughts, man, I want to thank y'all for letting me in your in your car, on your phone, in your ear. I, I just I just thank you, man, for listening, man, to me. On YouTube, man, we got new YouTube subscribers. We got new Apple subscribers, man. Thank you to Apple, man, and and Spotify and all those great platforms that let me do my thing, right? My last thoughts, right, is this. People say they want a miracle. In reality, they want magic. People say they want a miracle, but in reality, they want magic. See, a miracle is something that, you know, that comes out of the, the blue. I mean, it comes, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you, it don't come out the blue, but I'm going to tell you where it comes from. It comes from 
equity, putting equity in to God and God returns it, right? God returns it. But no, you want it to fall out the air. You want it to fall in your hands, right? You want it to just appear, right? Without putting no work in, you just want it to appear. You want the magic, right? But it ain't magic. These are miracles, right? That God is, 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 is giving to you, right? And so let me tell you something. Uh, one, a lady once told me, Deva Daughtry, she said that money it's not growing on trees. It's not falling out the air. Money is in between people. So the money that you need is in somebody's bank account or in somebody's pocket. So you need to figure out a way how to get that money, not without being crime, not crime, not criminal ways, how to get that money into your bank account, sell something that someone needs, provide a service or do something. And then God can create the miracle. He He says he can, he can work with, give him something to work with. It's not just magic. You're not going to just have magic, man. You know, it ain't no Houdini kind of stuff. It's this real stuff, man. Right? So people say they want a miracle. But in reality, they want magic. And so when I tell you a miracle is putting equity in with God. So the things that you do for God, let me tell you something. I'm going to break this thing down and I'm going to get out of here. It's almost my time. But look, God is just like your homeboy, right? And I know people trip out when I say something like that. You got homeboys that you 100 with. Man, you hunt 100 with them folks, man. If they call you 3 in the morning, man, they get they flat. A uh, flat on the freeway, you coming, man, because you 100 with them. Y'all don't put equity in each other, right? So it's some homeboy, hey, y'all not that 100, though. He might call you 3 in the morning, but you might not come right then. You might say, man, I'm going to wait till in the morning, man. Dude, can you get somebody else? Because y'all really not 100. Y'all cool, but y'all not 100 with each other. But you don't want to see nothing bad happen to that person, but y'all still not 100. God is the same way. You don't want to see nothing bad happen, but God, dog, you're not putting no equity into God. So why does he have a, 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 a responsibility to come and get you when you've been acting foolish this whole time? Right? That's just foolishness, man. So the thing is, you don't want a miracle. You want magic. You want God to be a spare tire when you're crazy if you think that, man. God is not a spare tire. Don't, don't, don't make him like that. Don't pull him out just when you need him. Hey, man, we praise and worship God every day. It is a lifestyle. I was just talking to my wife about it. People think that going to church it's some kind of novelty, like they're doing something for God. Like, well, I gave him my time. I gave him two hours a day, you know, this week. Look, let me tell you something. God don't need you to come to church. We go to church for the gathering of the saints. You know, we kick it together because, you know, and we go for fuel that the pastor, he might say something that we like, you know, that we need fuel for our bodies, you know, our minds and stuff. He might be studying that Bible, you know, in a different way and saying something that we like. And so we get it. You know, that's why we go to church. And it's, you know, the gathering, you know, the gathering, the sabbat with other people that, that think the same. You know what I'm saying? We do that. But 
you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like I tell people, I'm not religious. I don't get into the religion thing. Oh, I'm a Baptist. So you Muslim, you going to hell. Oh, I'm a, a Protestant. Oh, you Lutheran, you going to hell. Oh, no, I don't get into that, man. All I do until everyone hears the gospel of Jesus Christ, that's what I'm spitting, man. Until everyone hears. And man, it's not a, it's not a religious thing. It's a spiritual thing, right? I don't want to separate nothing. I can go to Juma, right? And I can be with my brothers. Man, I got a lot of brothers that's, that, that's Muslim. And they cool with me. I got brothers that's Protestant. They cool with me. Catholic, they cool with me. I just don't get down with the, the name, you know, to say I'm this and I'm that. You know what I'm saying? I just know that I serve Jesus Christ and that's it. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says, you know, I won't be ashamed of the gospel, right? In Romans 1, 1 said, yeah, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Whoever believes in Christ should not perish but have everlasting life, right? If you believe that, man, you're on the right road. Don't worry about what people say, man. You know, it, it, it's kind of funny that I, that, I, that I go through this because it's people in my family that look at me as a, a religious nut or a zealot or something. It's people that I grew up with, they look at me as, man, this dude crazy. Say, man, no, I'm not crazy. I just know what work, man. This this thing work. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here too. And look, let me tell you something. I'm be real with you. I didn't do, I don't do this thing for stuff, uh, to have stuff. If I want to have stuff, I can gotta go back to the world and just have stuff, right? But I do this stuff, man, because I want to honor God, and I don't want to dishonor God, man. I live this life. I live this lifestyle because of that. And so I want to thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for, for having me. Everything that y'all been doing, man, that y'all been coming, man, they just fuel me. And the, the chairs, the lights, and all that stuff, I love it. I love it. And so, man, you know what, too? I'm going to keep this thing going, man. This thing going strong. It's going to bless me through this. And just to tell you the truth, my grandchildren pull this up. Their grandchildren's grandchildren pull this up in 2000, in 2100. You know what I'm saying? 2100, when they pull this up, they pull this up. I mean, 2000. Yeah, I'll say 21. I'm going to leave a legacy. They don't know. And he's the right. Amen. Thank y'all for the nice subscribe to the podcast progression.